Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by the upcoming film, The Spy Who Dumped Me. The hilarious action comedy follows two best friends, played by Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who become entangled in an international conspiracy when one of them discovers that the boyfriend who dumped her was actually a spy. Get your tickets to The Spy Who Dumped Me, also starring Justin Theroux and Sam Hewen, in theaters August 3rd. And now let's batch. What I'm assuming happens in fantasy suites. Um, I guess I just want to know sort of what the expectations are. Are you saying you were worried about being intimate with Becca? At this point? Yeah. 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 The main thing is, is as long as you and Becca are on the same page and have been, that's right. all that matters. Yeah. How you choose to handle that as a man, as a couple, how Becca chooses to handle it, that's yeah. up to you. That's, the, that's kind of the whole point of it. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's Hometowns Week. We learned a lot, kind of. And to break it all down with me, I have the one and only Rachel Lindsay. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Thanks Great for to having see me. You. Yeah, of course. I'm thrilled you're here. How are you enjoying this season? It's good. <laughs> is it weird now that you've, like, obviously it was different watching The Bachelor, but like now that you've been The Bachelorette, is it weird watching The Bachelorette? I feel like I know too much. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it's just tough. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really into the guys as much. They suck. I'm into Becca. I'm, I'm not into, into the too. guys. Um, I like Jason significantly more after his hometown. Do you? Yes. Do you like him less? I feel like I didn't get anything from him. And I want oh. more. I like him. I want more from him. I like Jason, too. First of all, I saw on social media he got a haircut. So that's great news. Uh, no, I like the slick back. It gives, that's the only <laughs> thing he had going for him as far as personality. <laughs> um, I just think he seems like fairly basic. And I kind of like that. Very interestingly, we found out he has a gay brother, which is not a big deal. Except on The Bachelor, it could be. You know, it could yeah. be like... Oh my God, when I found out my brother was gay, my family went through so much. That's and it true. was like not even addressed, which I thought was cool. I did too. I, I mean, like we knew, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was cool too. And he um he was really speaking like a banker. I, I forget what the term that he used, but he was talking about like his parents and then his brother's marriage and how like those were like his influences. But I, f- I forget the word he used, but it was like very specific about some kind of like Money language. I'm going to be honest. Okay. There were a lot of moments that I zoned out. I mean, it it was kind of a slow episode. It was kind of slow. There were some weird choices. So I like Jason a lot more. Did you like anyone significantly more or less based on their hometown? I liked Garrett a little bit more. A little bit. A little bit. Blake is my number one. Yes. I'm really into Blake. Very sweet guy. Jason. I like Jason. Uh-huh. Colton. No. I have nothing for him. No. So... <laughs> Let's start with Colton. Let's start with the him. last the last date. Colton, we, uh, this whole season we've known is a virgin. Mm-hmm. My first question for you is: Do you believe that? Yes, you do. I didn't at first, but like I know people who know him, and okay. they're like, "No, he really is." Okay. If you were a virgin, how much would you talk about it on this show? I wouldn't talk about it at all. At all, right? I'd save it for the fantasy suites. Sure. Like there's some like, but maybe that's the only, that's his only storyline, right? Like keep it off camera. Yeah, Tia and the Virgin. I, like that's it's really weird. I think it's weird that his mom was involved in the the Virgin conversation. I think she thought it was weird she was involved in the conversation. Her response, she was like, "We don't normally talk about this." Right. Like that's really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Like. I, like you talk to your parents about sex when like you first learn about the concept of sex and then like a few years later when they think you might be having sex <laughs> exactly. and then that's pretty much it. Then you keep it moving. Yeah. Maybe like a couple, t- if your pregnancy scare, if you're a girl or, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a parent yet. I don't talk to my parents about sex. Like I don't either. Very much at all. My dad and I went to see He Got Game together when I was like 13 <laughs> and it was one of the most traumatic experiences of my young teenage life. There's some rough scenes in there. It's a lot of sex <laughs> that movie. I don't think we've really addressed it together since, which was about 20 years ago. That's so. hilarious. Listen, my parents don't talk about it with me at all that when I was doing fantasy suites, yeah. they were like, did you go behind the closed door? I mean, that's how they refer to it as. But I'm so sick of, of Colton talking about it me that too. I'm like, he's everything short of wearing a scarlet letter. Yeah. Of a V. Of a V. Yeah. <laughs> they should just give it to him. Maybe yeah. they're recording the Mentel All this week, I think. that He should just put one on. He should. Also, under what circumstance do you go to Chris Harrison 
for advice on how to handle a fantasy suite. Exactly. I mean, I was like, is there nobody else to talk to? Can we queue up a producer, a friend? I mean, you tell me, like, who who's around that he could have that conversation with? I mean, in fairness, Chris is kind of like the middle person that you talk to. Like the shaman. Yeah, like, if you don't want to talk to a producer or one of the guys in the house, Chris is like, the fairy godfather. That's what I like to call him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like it kind of makes sense. I yeah. Guess. But at this point, it's like, haven't we heard enough? Also weird timing. Like right when you're walking into the rose ceremony. Get your mind right. Is it possible that a producer is like, hey, Colton, go talk to Chris about this? Like how much do they incept you? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a producer or someone suggested, maybe you should talk to Chris about it. Like mm-hmm. get get a different viewpoint. Right. Okay. So and I don't think it takes much to get Colton to do anything. Seriously? So. I actually can't even really remember what they did on his date because, oh, they went to the hospital. Oh, yeah. That was really sweet. I actually, yeah, that was, I I like seeing that side of Colton. He's just dripping with phoniness, though. You th- see, I think the same thing about Garrett, too, though. Yeah, well, I th- I think both. Yeah. Uh, Colton, he's out now. Are you looking forward to seeing him on Paradise? Nah. I'm not looking forward to the continuation of Colton and Tia. So I know that you made a bunch of friends when you were on the show. Mm-hmm. You were on The Bachelor, and they were part of your season The Bachelorette. What if one of your Bachelor friends was like, hey, I actually am really into some one of your final four? You know, my, my gut reaction would say, like, head for the hills. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, you asked for my final four, not Becca's final four. No, but your final four. Like if you well, were in Becca's shoes. Happen. It did? Well, Christina, I'm close oh, with Christina. Right. And then she was with Dean. Right. And she was scared to tell me originally because I kept saying, my final four are off limits. Don't you dare talk to anyone. Oh, of them. interesting. But I was kidding. Well, Kinda. they didn't really take it seriously. Were you actually kidding though? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really care. Okay. And so Christina was with Dean. I didn't. I could care less that she was with him. But I think she was, yeah, well, now I care. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) you know, she was scared to tell me, but, you know, whatever. It didn't really work out. (laughs) You have to question Tia, I think. Like, if I'm being completely honest with myself, like, I do feel like I still have feelings for Colton. And when I think about Colton being at this point now, like, Mm -hmm. it, it makes me sick in my stomach. I think the timing, both Colton and Tia, they both just seem so calculated, like maximizing this for the cameras that you just have to wonder, like, is is Tia there for the right friend reasons or is she just there for her screen time because she didn't get to be back? Exactly. It's like the lesser of two evils. Either you're stupid or you're doing it for, you know, TV time. So I'm going to say you're maximizing your time. Yeah. I'm going to give you the... I'm not going to call you stupid. There's... there's Calculated, <laughs> not stupid. <laughs> I think, I think calculated is almost a compliment. It's like you've thought it through. You have the capacity to like really like know what's up. And to say she's stupid is just a yeah, an insult. I mean, the, well, it's got to be one or the other. Like surely you knew that that was not a good idea for you to come back and right. say that. Where were your friends? Right. If I had been sitting in that room, I would have said, honey, sit down. Don't embarrass yourself on national TV. Yeah. Why didn't the other girls intervene? Because they're not her friends. Right. They're all, they're all <laughs> just there for TV. Who who are you still like in touch with regularly from your season on Nick's show? Quite a few. So Astrid, oh, who yeah. you'll get to see on Paradise, nice. which I'm excited. You'll get to see her personality because TV didn't do her justice on Nick's they season. Made, they made her seem like a mail-order bride on yeah, Nick's season. They did. Yeah. And she's she's amazing. Okay. You would love her. Cool. You'll probably want to have her in here. All right, great. Um, Alexis. Alexis. Oh, nice. Love Alexis. Yeah, Alexis is great. One of my favorite moments in the history of the show is when she had the cupcakes for celebrating her new boobs. So funny. Classic. And that's like Alexis's idea. I like, love that's it. That's all her. That's great. Um, Whitney. Okay. Raven. Raven. Jasmine. A lot. Oh, so you're in touch with a lot of them. Corinne. Cool. I think I saw Corinne the other night leaving uh, Soho House, if possible. Probably on so. On Sunday night. Does she have really long hair right now? hmm Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah, she's back and forth between New York and there. She might be in New York, though. Oh, so maybe it wasn't. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> And um, who else did I not say? Danielle. This is a lot. This is like basically the whole I'm, cast. I'm like, oh, not everybody. No. Not, <laughs> you and Vanessa, we won't even go there. It's okay. But I mean, most of the girls I'm pretty cool with. And we have a group chat. And I mean, like whenever I'm throwing something, I had a 99 2000s party. Nice. And like seven of the girls came in town. Nice. 1999 mm-hmm. was an iconic year in pop culture. Yeah. Millennium came out. Oh, listen, we had Britney Spears and Justin there. Oh, amazing. We, I was... Um, well, Brian was Nelly. Oh. I was just like a girl in a jersey dress and Air Force I actually Ones. I recall that these photos from Instagram. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite Nelly song? 
Ooh. Um, Hot in here? Tip drill. Ooh. <laughs> it's just it's just a great club song. <laughs> it is really good. I think Hot in here is also just like, like it's forever. Great. And um, ride, ride With Me. Is just oh, Ride With Me. And country so grammar because it was the first. Yeah. Yep. He was really, he's tough now. He's got some domestic assault, but whatever. In 1999, yeah. Maybe was, I shouldn't have said tip drill. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Back to this show. So yeah, so Tia, not there for the right reasons. It's now it's now positive. Are you surprised you sent Colton home? Um, I look at it, well, no. Like, I feel like that whole Tia situation made it awkward. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I was thinking later and I was like, maybe... That was just a scapegoat to send him home. She really right. was going to do it anyway, and Tia just made it easier for her. She was re- she's really not into him being a virgin, and I think the, the yeah. as far as I can tell from her body language, the most I can really the the most like visual change in like facial expression she's had all seasons when he told her her face like dropped and he got up she got up and she like needed to take a moment yeah and she and, said really yeah <laughs> she was surprised I loved it I loved it too it was so <laughs> real and she. I think is just really going with like her mojo. You can tell that she's like really attracted to all to Garrett at least. And I think Blake. And I think she was also really attracted to Colton. But when she found out he was a virgin, like it just, it just kind of vanished. So she wanted to get rid of him. I mean, I think there's just a lot of questions that she probably couldn't get as to why. Yeah. And that's a lot going into fantasy suites. Like, don't you think that's heavy? Also, if you have been like attracted to all of these guys for X number of weeks and then you finally get the opportunity to like bone, you don't want to be saddled by like this deep conversation. Are you sure you want this to be your first time? Oh, we're not going to do it. Like she couldn't do it with him. She couldn't let that be his first time. Oh, my God. What a story that would be. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That would be like a coup for The Bachelorette or something. I also, what did you think of Colton's parents? Which ones were Colton's parents? His um, dad. Oh, his dad said, don't pick him. Yes. Right? His dad said, don't pick him. And also was like very hard on her regarding how much they've explored the Ari issue. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird. It was like, you know, take a couple of steps back, yeah. dad. Yes. Let them work this out in their relationship. And how much is she post- supposed to keep talking about Ari? Like, it is what it is. I know. Like, move on. I mean, yeah. I don't think you had to talk about Nick that much on your season. No, I didn't. Like, I would reflect back a little bit. Yeah. But but then, but Ari is how she became Bachelorette. Yeah. You know that what I mean? A, much a much bigger deal. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was really weird. I did too. Too many, too many questions about that. Like, I've, I haven't seen a dad that involved. With the with the son, I know it kind of explains why he might be a virgin. Maybe his dad's just too too much of a meddler, too involved. <laughs> but if she wasn't attracted to him, she'd like lost the physical attraction, and then the parents like went really hard on her about like if she's ready, if they're ready, if he's ready. Then like you're just kind of like no, I don't I don't need to deal with this. Yeah, like no, thank you. Yeah, and just leave, leave him at the door. Exactly. I think that's what happened. That the I think this was a classic kind of out on him. The family sealed the deal of being officially out. Isn't it funny, though, for her, it's still the deal to be out. For him, he was like, I love you. And even when he said it, I was like, I don't believe you. How he said, I love you. I just like when Jason said it, I thought, wow, that was quick. But I felt it. Yeah. With Colton, I was like, do you? I think with Colton, he wants to be on TV. With Jason, he wants to be in love. He probably was not. Probably like, I'm sure. Like, at a certain point, like with Nick, did you like just sort of feel like you were in like kind of a trance. Not to say you didn't actually have feelings for him, but I, I assume the experience like kind of like tricks you. It's so intense. I did have feelings for Nick because I get that question a lot, actually. Uh-huh. They're like, did you really not like Nick? Yes, I really did. But when, yes, you're in a trance and you're in a bubble and you're constantly talking about love, especially when you get down to the final few. Yeah. And I remember I, they kept saying, but how do you feel? Like you're pretty much saying you're falling in love. I never mm-hmm. said I was like in love or I love you, but falling in love. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to say it. And the moment I said it, I said, because he said, if you had to check your ego at the door, what would you say? Oh my God. And I go that I was falling in love with you. And then I burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> They showed the whole thing. I like cover up my face and start laughing. So, I mean. Because you realized it wasn't true or because you felt uncomfortable because you're like, oh, I do have feelings for you. All of that wrapped in. Because I really did have feelings sure. for Nick. I'm never going to say I didn't because I really did. Yeah. But He's I think like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Yet. And so I heard me say it and it was kind of like, what? Did you yeah. just say that? You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> also, I think the outside of television, it's not like you like 
pick the moment you're going to be like, today is the day that I tell him I love him. Right. Like, I don't know. It happens. Or yeah. you're like, it occurs to you and you don't really, and you're not like <laughs> waiting to be like, do I love this man yet? Exactly. Yeah. You just, you feel it, you say it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason did really seem like ready for the moment though. Like, I know. It was, it's sweet. I, I just like him, I think, because he seems so normal. Like there's just not, not a lot of skeletons. There are not a lot of skeletons. He seems normal, but like, I don't know. I feel like I came off as normal, but there's like something missing. Cause now I think, okay, now that we're down in the final three, yes, one of these people could potentially be the bachelor. And yes. so I start thinking like, who's interesting enough to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's, he doesn't have enough going on. I, or maybe we're just not seeing it. I remember people also said about me, is Rachel going to be a good bachelorette though? She's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. She's got to like hold it together. Yeah. And then, you know. You get spunk though. Well, yeah. Until you try me. Yeah. Yeah. When you try me. Sure. You got to get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) You can curse. It's fine. Oh, can I? Okay. You have to get the fuck out. Yeah. No no problem at all. Yeah. I mean, you getting rid of DeMario is a great moment in the show's history as well. Just fantastic stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other hometown that was also very like, searing was Blake. My senior year of high school. Unfortunately, my school uh, was victimized by a school shooting. This one was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was really hard because I was a senior. Uh, and my sister was a freshman, and my mom worked at the school. So, like, we were all in this building when it all happened. I don't think I even knew that story. I Googled it after, and it was, like, a crazy story of a man who, as Blake said, was, like, in the area, not even from there, holds six female students hostage one of them died oh my and like gosh. that's a crazy Blake has been through a lot yeah at, like at school at school I know <laughs> like he's like my high school is really important to me I think we're both laughing because it's like so real it's yeah. uncomfortable there's a lot of stuff that I mean what he said with his mom and the coach and then this when he said I have a secret to tell you I thought that's who it was going to involve. I had no idea it was going to get yeah. so deep and relevant. Serious, yeah. And it made me think, because I remember when, you know, the whole Parkland thing was happening, they were saying how many school shootings there are a year. Yeah. I know. But we you don't, don't talk about, about them. them. And that was one of them. I mean, I'm sure they did locally or regionally. Yeah. But. I, and also it was in Colorado, which I, for, I think for us, like the earliest one I can remember is Columbine. Exactly. Which is like in the same area. So I think like. There's just sort of, I mean, it's horrible. It's one of the problems in this country is like there's like fatigue with school shootings because they're just so way too common. It's sick. But I couldn't believe that was in the same episode as worrying about Colton's virginity and Jason having blue cheese versus ranch, by the way. (laughs) Blue cheese all the time. it It was very intense. Blake is just really hard to not love, I think. I think so too. You just like, He's just had like a tough go of it. You want to root for him. And he seems to put his all out there. Like, don't you feel like every single time you're with him, like when he had those dance moves with the Baja man, I said, he is giving it his all. I like those dance moves. They are terrible. (laughs) I liked it. I said, I would have danced away into one of the arms of a Baja man. Blake is sneaky (laughs) thick. I didn't really realize it until the last two episodes where I feel like we've gotten a lot more full body of Blake. And maybe he's like put on a few LBs while he's been on the show hanging out <laughs> drinking. But he's like, he's he's like meatier than you would have guessed with someone with his face, I he, think. He kind of has like that brawny yes. feel, like that lumberjack. Yeah, like he's like a man's man. Yeah, he, I just associate him so much with Dean in my head who's like seems, I think, a lot skinnier. Oh, he's I just, never did until you said that. He's this season's Dean for me. I just feel like aesthetically similar. You're right. And both from Colorado and both very like bleeding heart. And I don't know. Yeah. The only difference is the hometowns they had. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Well, they also both have like fairly crazy parents situations. Yeah, they do have I, crazy it's not, stories. It's not fair to call it crazy, but like irregular. I mean. True. Going to the school where your mom teaches when it turns out she's cheating on your father with a with your basketball coach. It's just a lot. That Blake's life kind of reminds me of several storylines on the television show One Tree Hill. Oh, I don't watch that show. <laughs> but now well, I want to. Well, I watch it. And I don't mean to trivialize this at all, but there is a school shooting in One Tree Hill and like a lot of the scene takes place in a library and it's just like a, it's just the, a couple. So I, when I was watching it, I was like this is really weirdly similar to One Tree Hill. Wait, were they sitting where it happened? Um, I don't know. 
but like just choosing that location. Oh, okay, I was, I was like, say. this it just like visually looks like the One Tree Hill episode. It's so weird. Speaking of the scandal yes. that happened with his mom and the coach, yes. there was a man that was sitting next to the mom yes. that they'd never mentioned. I think that was the guy. I assume that. Was well, him. they 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 would like zone in on him yeah. and then like show Blake. And I yes. thought we never got to meet who this man is. Is this him? I think it was him. No confirmation, but I think it was him. I think so too. Yeah. And that's weird. He's still in the family. I think, I, I don't know. My parents are still together. I'm very lucky. I Same. think, I think if my parents were not together and one cheated on the other, it like, I would, I would hate the new person. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, but I also like in a sick way, I'd be like, well, this better be fucking worth it. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't not, know. not the coach. Not the coach. Maybe if it was somebody else. <laughs> I would just be like, oh, you think this is cool? Then you have to live with this horrible choice you've made. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like a punitive person that way. But, but yeah, it's insane that that guy may still be around. I think we can just assume it. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. But I wanted to see if you noticed him too. Oh, of course. Okay. The mom had a real presence. She was like a strong woman. And she, she, uh, her hair was really something. It had a personality of its own. Yes, it, it really <laughs> did. It reminded me of like an 80s um, drama, like that haircut. <laughs> it totally did. Have you ever seen Terms of Endearment? <laughs> Remind me of Deborah Winger in it Terms totally of Endearment. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. And yes, that's her. I, I also like Blake Moore. Again, he was forced into dancing again. I know. Do you think he knew who Betty Who was? No. Do you or know who he? Betty Who is? Yes. I do too. She's, um, like pushed on a lot of my Spotify playlists that like I listen to. She's pretty popular. I like her style. I know her more for her style and her uh-huh. presence. I was watching with Brian. He thought it was pink. Oh. And I was like, no, Brian. Pink no. doesn't need to do this. <laughs> That's not pink. But I thought it was cool because we were, we had been taken to like such a, on like a deep road uh-huh. with the school shooting and then to it lightened the mood by bringing in Betty Who. Like that was really nice. Totally. And also like got the school involved and everything, yeah. which was cool. Do you feel like the guys were sitting at home like, wow, he brought Betty Who. I took her to an ice skating rink. <laughs> I took her to eat wings. Fattened her up a bit. Jason, I think I would have liked Jason's date the most just as like a regular human. Um, I'm really in the tank for Jason. I don't know why, but I get it. He's my second favorite. I like wings. I like blue cheese. I, l- I don't like skating, but like, that's just like a normal like date. I don't know. It, I thought Jason's fan. I liked his family unit. Yeah. I, he definitely the best family. The yeah. easiest to like see yourself hanging out with mm-hmm. the most fun. I don't know for, I, I, do you think the other guys would be jealous of the Betty who thing? I think they would have felt like they could have stepped it up a bit because let's be honest, we know Blake didn't do that by himself. Yeah, he didn't say, call like up he Betty Who. So like, you know, he got a little bit of an assist of assistance with that. Oh, I was going to ask you, um, whose mom said, when I look at her, I don't see it, get it back. Oh, was that Jason's mom? Um, I think that was Jason's mom. And when you hear your mom say that, <laughs> doesn't it just crush your yeah. spirit? Because <laughs> yeah. mama knows best. Yeah. How how do you move forward with your mom being like, nah, she's not into you? Well, they all moved to saying I love you. So apparently they just Didn't put it care. through one ear, not the other. But that was deep. I like, just want to say my mom would tell me that. I think if I, if I, if my family would never agree to go on the show. Shout out to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if for some reason an alternate universe, the Littmans ended up on this show, my mom would 100% tell me if she thought that the dude wasn't into me. She would just be like, I don't see it. Or she would just be like, are you sure? She, she That's would, how my mom was. She would lead me in a few like Socratic questions to get to the point of being like, no, he's not into you. Like she definitely would. I know she would. Yeah. No, that's how my family was. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty tough. They, but they didn't like Nick. No, they did I like Nick. they did, right? They did like Nick. Um, they thought, I think they were in such shock because you have to realize both times I went on the show, mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm probably not going to like this person, but we'll <laughs> see how it goes. And then here I come walking in with this man. So they were shocked at how much I liked him. And I'm not really an affectionate person uh-huh. in public. So they were shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were like, like, he's so nice. Right. And mm-hmm. like, could like kind of... A- emote in uh, for the cameras yeah like, feeling love or whatever yeah I mean that must be hard if you get used to it right you really do because you're like oh I'm only gonna have these 15 seconds with this person I right. need to focus in on it right I actually want to know like more about like the logistics of hometown so let's mm-hmm. get into that and yeah. of course talk about Garrett but first let's talk about today's sponsors today's podcast is brought to you by Ben and Jerry's 
As a brand, Ben & Jerry's is known for creating quirky and unique flavor combinations, or I would say quirky, complete with delicious chunks and swirls throughout. It's an indulgent experience, and it is meant to be. But now, with new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter, because at 140 to 160 calories per serving and less fat than regular ice cream, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben & Jerry's. It tastes so much better than other healthier or better-for-you frozen desserts. And comes in three amazing flavors, including chocolate milk and cookies, which is made up of chocolate and vanilla swirls with chocolate chip cookies, caramel cookie fix, which features vanilla and salted caramel swirls with shortbread cookies, and PB dough, complete with gobs of chocolate peanut butter. Give them a try. Go to store.benjerry.com to have new Muforia light ice cream delivered to you. Today's episode is also sponsored by Simple Contacts. There are a million things demanding your time. Contact lenses shouldn't be one of them. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. Here's how it works. Take a quick self-guided vision test from your phone or computer. It will be reviewed by a licensed doctor in 24 hours. Then you will receive a renewed prescription and can reorder your contacts. It's that simple and the prices are unbeatable with free standard shipping. The vision test is only $20 compared to an appointment, which without insurance could cost up to $200. However, just to be clear, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. Simple Contacts really is simple. You can save time and money. I know that I did with the contacts that I got. Best of all, my listeners can get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. Just go to simplecontacts.com bachelor or enter the code bachelor at checkout. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com bachelor and enter the code bachelor. So on the hometown dates, how much time do you spend? Like, is it eight hours? Is it six hours? Is it 12 hours? Like, how long is that day? It's all day. Okay. So it's kind of like a one-on-one date. You spend the morning with them, depending on what the date is. Um, my time with Nick on my hometown was really long because we did multiple things mm-hmm. and they really wanted to make the church thing happen. Sure. Um, did your church have any pushback on that? Were they like, no, they had signs up that were like, we're going to be filming, cool. you know, it's great. That's awesome. spreading the word. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like the best publicity possible. <laughs> right. What kind of denomination is it? Non-denominational. Uh, cool. I so feel like that's like very easy. That's an easy message to get yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. All, all are welcome. But, and that's how it was. Yeah. I remember every, afterwards, like the cameramen were like, that was so great. I feel so inspired. Cool. And I'm like, yep, Pastor Carter will do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, you do something during the day, hours. I'd probably say four hours. Mm. You take a break. You eat. You with, do some interviews. Do you take the break with no, the guy? No, oh. not with the person. Interesting. And then you meet back up to meet their family. Uh-huh. So with... Brian, yeah, we spent like four hours together and we were separated. And then it's like another four hours with the family. That's not that long. That's not that much time. But then you have to put in interviews before, Uh B-roll, contemplation. Uh Have you and and Brian counted up how many hours you spent together over the course of filming? No, but people ask me that and I truly would say, and I'm not including group dates. Uh Like 12? Yeah, like between 24. Right. You got the overnight. Maybe 20. Yeah, I'm counting the overnight. Overnight, two one-on-ones in the hometown. In the hometown. So maybe like around 24 hours, That's which so is crazy. crazy. That's why paradise relationships should work more Because they have way bachelor, more time to hang. You have all day. Yeah. Paradise is more like summer camp where it's like you're just there to hang. And it's like, how do you fill your time? Oh, we're playing soccer. Oh, we're having 5,000 drinks. Yeah. Oh, we're doing like X, Y, and Z. And like you get to like be yourself and like... Also, being forced to create activities together is like a huge way to bond. Like, yeah. which I guess you don't really do when you are on the show. No, you're like, go, 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 go. But in the um, couples weekends, in between the end of filming and the end of, or the end of production and the end of airing, mm-hmm. that's probably the most meaningful time you have together, right? Like when you're actually alone and like sequestered, basically. Yeah, but it's also the scariest time because the like literally you get engaged and they're like, season wraps. Right. And then people come and congratulate you and you're like, oh my gosh, I get to ride in the car with this person. Wait, we're going back to the same hotel. His bags are here. And you you get scared because you're like, what if this person is not the same that they are um, off camera as they were on? Right. It's like the scariest 24 hours. What, like, what was that like? Like, did you have any weird. doubts? Like, 
You you do initially because sure. you're like, did I make the right decision? I'm taking a risk here. I mean, I just remember being in like a zone. I was like, I have this ring on my finger. Yeah. This my fiance, not this man, yeah. my fiance next to me. Oh my gosh, I have to tell my parents they're gonna freak out. Like that that was my thought. And then once, because you're still around people, and then once we got into our hotel room, I was good. Right, right, right. So that's just a lot to contemplate. It is a it's heavy. <laughs> it's like all it all crashes in on you at once. I mean, it's a great thing. Sure. It changes your life, but it is scary. Do you feel engaged or do you feel like you're dating? Like like cuz I think that if I were the bachelorette, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's get engaged for like the free ring, but like let's just take it easy. Let's see if we like each other." Absolutely. So what kind of conversation do you have after after the official proposal or whatever? It was more like Let's get to know each other. Let's yeah. like talk. And we would stay up all night talking like like best friends, um, how we were going to move forward, how you're going to blend your lives together. Yeah. Because it's like, do we do long distance? Do we? I mean, Brian was great. He's like, yep, I'm moving to Dallas. Great. Thanks. That's awesome. That was easy. Check. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's. He was uh, like, oh, no income tax in Florida or in Texas. I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Not much to consider there. <laughs> exactly. I think the harder conversation was talking to your parents. Sure. Because it's like, what comes next? So to answer your original question, I definitely felt like we were dating up until maybe like six months. Right. Right. It was seriously dating. Well, that sounds normal. Yeah. Like, that's like how like it should be. Not like rushing to get married. Exactly. Like Ari and Lauren, although I think they're perfect for each other, so. I actually do too. I, I, I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to have like a long, <laughs> happy life together. Yeah. Like, I think that was like actually meant to be. And I'm mm-hmm. glad they're both out of the dating pool for the rest of humankind. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. So whatever. Um, we haven't talked about Garrett yet, and I want to get into that because there's quite a bit that relates to your season with how things came out. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, the, fo- the focus of Garrett's hometown was his values and if his values sync up with Becca. And I found that very, very odd in the wake of all of these scandals that have, have plagued him specifically. Mm-hmm. And... It was a weird editing choice, similar to the week after the revelations about Lincoln came out that he'd been convicted for battery, and it like has to register as a sexual assault. It's crazy. It's crazy. They like had a scene with him, like talking about how the Earth is flat, which could have been edited out. I, I don't know the exact timeline of how production works for them in Picture Lock, but like I know if they wanted to edit that out, they could have, and mm-hmm. they didn't. So I thought that was really weird. Similarly, the focus on Garrett has been about like. What does he believe in? Is he transphobic? Is he racist? All of these, he like, you know, all these things. And so to focus on his values and make it seem like Becca needs to live up to his values or match his values made me angry. I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? This is like some sick, twisted, like, like, like value house. Like, what is, <laughs> what is going on? Maybe that's why the other girl got out of there. Maybe that's why it didn't work. Maybe, maybe. The, I mean, it was a lot. Um, and his parents seem to be like Colton's dad, very involved and yeah. very, and I get, I get it. They didn't want what happened to him to happen, happen again. Be- sure. before, but Divorce it was, painful. it was a lot. And I remember the last thing the mom said was, it seemed like their values aligned yes. and that made me feel great. And yes. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even put together the fact that what happened with social media kind of plays yes. into this. It's but, very strange choice to me. I, I don't know, like. But he didn't say what his values no, were. It's no. just the values align. Which is almost worse to me because, you know, on a previous podcast, I kind of like chalked the Garrett scan. I was talking about Garrett versus Lincoln. And I said like the Lincoln thing was much more serious, mm-hmm. which I still think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Garrett thing is like kind of a difference of opinion. And I, I regret pl- putting it that way because it's very flip and really like undersells the the gravity of the kind of the topics that he is being discussed with. Right. But at the same time, like it is it is a value judgment is like, what do you believe in? What matters to you? Like what's important? And I think that when you become enamored with someone, it's very easy to lose, like at least temporarily, like what is, what are your core values? And that's like why you should date for a long time and like figure out if you guys agree on basic things like immigration and how to, how to treat people who are like less fortunate than you or have had a tougher go. And I think it's very easy to like lose sight of what matters to you when you're infatuated or enamored or whatever. But that's why I told Becca, you got to go into the fantasy suite with a list. Right. I did. Of questions. Pull out your notes app and see what's on there. Political affiliations. Yeah. Um, you know, religious beliefs, credit score, what, like, <laughs> credit score, that's a good one. Did you actually ask? 
Yes, I did. Oh my God. Brian has great credit. Rachel, that's amazing. <laughs> but I feel I like love it. if you're serious, if you really think that this is someone I could spend the rest of my life with, this is your chance to ask yeah. those questions you can't on camera. Like so very, I would have known already. Right. That's a really adult way also of approaching it. Yeah. And I think that speaks, I think a lot of people who go on the show are not particularly adult. So, <laughs> but it's true because like credit score is particularly relevant if like you want to buy a house. Yeah. Like, because yeah. when you marry your finances, it like, it matters. His credit score is your credit score. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't think to get a credit card until you're 28. So you have no credit or like, oh, you have all these bills you haven't paid. So you have shitty credit. Exactly. Both of those are bad. <laughs> exactly. I didn't, I didn't get into what are your assets and liabilities, but I needed to What's know. What's your tax bracket? I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not why did I almost you. answer? <laughs> I'm not asking you. It's not. That's that's why I almost answered. Um, but I, the carrot thing just really. It was hard to watch. I, I found it frustrating. And then in light of what's happened before, and or this, what he's liked, and yeah. how it wasn't one thing; it was several. And yes, they all are kind of linked. Yes, they absolutely are. It, it's tied to a certain kind of view of the yep. world. That she is not linked to, which which the ringer has covered quite a bit and I've discussed on the show. But I just found like it positioned her to be like, can she measure up to to what Garrett and his family are looking for? Yep. And I just thought that was weird. She's the goddamn bachelorette. Like it's can he me- measure up to what she wants? It reminded me of the people I went to school with. It was kind of just like it's our way or no way. Like yeah. you have to believe in what we believe or you just don't fit in. And right. I I can't remember how many years did Garrett date his ex-wife? Six or three, because I was having this conversation um, before I got here. I think it was three. So three years and then married and then, for two months. Yeah, and then divorced. But we don't understand why. Like, we're hearing it all on her. Yes. And I feel like he's not really saying what he did. Yeah, and I like need to understand. Hang out with his family. And one yeah. thing he said that really caught my eye or my ear was that he was like, we lived in Tahoe, so they only, only came to visit once a year. I looked up where his family lives. It's also in Northern California. It can't, <laughs> can't be more than like a four-hour drive. So why are they only coming to visit once a year if you're really that close? I live 3,000 miles from my parents and I see them every six weeks. So, <laughs> like, I've wasted so much money on plane tickets. Like, I... I don't like that. It just doesn't add up. His family was like kind of sketchy to me. Yeah. There's something we're missing. He's not saying his fault in it all. And I just feel like it's somewhere behind that smile. Yeah. Right. His eyes don't match his smile. I agree with that completely. Also, his teeth are like a little bit too good. <laughs> just like, okay. I also found the, I don't want to get too political, but I also, I am going to, even though I don't want to, I found his, his political views as demonstrated by his Instagram activity. A hundred percent. Yeah. I found that also odd in light of the fact that his family's in the agricultural business. And like in the first scene of their date, the first scene of their date was a not white person driving them on a tractor. And (laughs) I was just like this. I was just wondering, like, what do you think about this person? Like, so I don't know anything about the tractor driver, like if his immigration status documented, undocumented, legal, legal, whatever. But like. If you were in that business, these issues are extremely relevant to sure. your. So that almost makes it worse to me. So I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just I, I found the whole thing upsetting and bizarre. I also saw a rumor online. Spoiler alert. <coughs> so I saw that apparently Becca is might be regretting her choice, and she was too focused on this one guy. This is from Life and Style, though. Yeah. I don't even know if it's true. I actually heard that, too. Did you and hear it from other sources? No. Oh. I heard it. Every, everybody I heard it from got it from Life, Life and Style. Style. <laughs> I'm, like, hoping it's true. Like, so deeply hoping it's true. Okay, can we explore that for a second? Sure. Let's just say that it is true. Uh-huh. And she pulls, an, pulls Ari. an Ari in the sense that she lets, she breaks up with him. Yes. Do you think that her number two will take her back? No. I don't either. I always, it's, don't you find it weird that a woman will do it, but a man won't? Brian and I had this conversation. That's a great point. Why do you, why do you say no? I don't think, I just don't think men can handle that. They'll yeah, say, the I think women are way more forgiving, but Brian and I talked about this. So Brian, if I had not picked you and I had picked Peter mm-hmm. and then I broke up with him, because that's probably what would have happened, or he would have broken up with me. It just wouldn't have worked. Um, and then I tried to come back to you. Would you have me? And he immediately was like, no. He Like, as forgiving as Brian can be about stuff and open-minded, sure. he said, he's just like, I couldn't let that go. I think it's a pride thing. You didn't want me. You didn't just not want me. You got proposed to someone else. Right. Right. I, yeah, it's like, it's like, a it's the rejection. They kind of like can't get past it, basically. Yeah. And I think that also like in a sick way, 
I'm like attracted to a type of guy who also would hold it against me. It's like, I, I, it's, I know. it's sick. It's no, I know. So sick. But I understand where you're coming it's like, from. <laughs> I don't want someone who like allows me to like beat them up or whatever, but I also like would let someone beat me up. Like that's emotionally speaking. <laughs> like, that I is know what you mean. So awful. <laughs> it's really, it's sick. I also just think the other thing, Ari and Lauren are clearly perfect for each other. He, they both are mute. They both like. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll fit right in in Arizona. And I have so much disdain for them, but at the same time, I just feel like that this is right. Like this is they should they be are together. Perfect. Yes, it's a good pairing. I don't think that necessarily there's someone on this show who's perfect for Becca. Maybe Blake. I, I thought it was Blake. I, maybe Blake, but like he doesn't seem ready to me. Blake seems like he still has a lot to work through, and if he's not currently in therapy, I would definitely recommend it for him because I just think there's a lot that, that he should address and explore. But I think Becca would be a good person to go through that with. Sure. Like, I don't think he's, like, broken where he needs to be by himself. But I just think, like, Becca's the person who could bring the good out of someone. Because someone asked me, did I think her season was boring? And I said, no. Um, I think that the lead sets kind of a tone uh-huh. for the guys. Sure. I think they kind of respond to that. Um I go, and well, I had some crazy guys, so maybe I'm a little crazy. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, she's so calming and got that motherly instinct, I feel like. And she brings that out of the men. Think yeah. about it. They're all like, I'm in love with you. My men didn't tell me that. They didn't? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that she also is like, she just is, she's, I think calm is a good way of putting it. I think she just is sort of like very like level. She doesn't have spikes of like, when she gets angry, she's like, leaves like she yeah. doesn't she doesn't have temper tantrums like at all yeah she's very composed which i think we saw when ari broke up with her like that was yeah. insane how much she just sort of like digested it she seems like she's awesome like she also seems like she'd be a great friend she seems like she's an amazing friend yeah, she, right she really does i i like her a lot i haven't met her yet but i think she seems she's awesome. really really nice yeah you you can tell i just don't know i don't know i think it's like hard to cast good dudes i've talked about this quite a bit but like one thing I was wondering for you, like, were you mad about the whole Lee situation? Were you mad with the production company or at the network? Um, Not really, because you'd really have to do, like, it's different from, like, the Lincoln situation, uh-huh. right? Like, that's something that should have been discovered. That's way worse. But who's going into, because when you go through your criminal background check, mm-hmm. they ask you to give your social media handles. Mm-hmm. So Lee didn't give that one. So how is it, how do, how are they supposed to go look at all the expired ones or old ones they used to have? Like maybe they should from here on out. So I was just kind of like, that's, that's a a bit much. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really concerned. As long as I got the opportunity to address him at Mintel All, which they let me, I was good. Right. Right. I didn't want people to think that I was okay with what happened. Sure. Because I'm just wondering, like, should she be mad at the show? Like, should she be mad about, I mean, Lincoln, absolutely. Lincoln, like, what if she liked Lincoln? I know. That's what's scary. I went to the uh, after the final rose when Lincoln was first introduced. Mm-hmm. And beforehand, they were just like showing um, footage like on like the monitors of like what was happening backstage like as they were getting ready. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy who was like really like voguing in front of the mirror, like just for himself, like as he, as he was getting ready. And I was like, who is this dude? Like what like what's going on here? And then and then he was like getting dressed like it was very he was doing like a weird like self like pump up, like getting himself ready and like feeling good. <laughs> and it turned out to be Lincoln. I don't even know why they caught this on camera, but like he just was so clearly an exhibitionist and like there for the attention from the beginning that I bet they knew she would never be interested. In Probably him. so. Yeah. I mean, he also, his accent is like, um, is it real? I heard it was fake. I don't know. I don't want to say it's fake because I think that could be construed as like, you know, also racist in some okay. way, but it does, it does seem like it's shifting. I mean, I guess I, I just undid whatever I said, but it's, he just is fishy. There's a lot of, lot of weird information out there. And now, and now we know he also was convicted of this crime that he pled guilty to. It's not even like he was proven. Guilty. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he pled guilty. So he agreed to register as a sex offender. I bet he also just wanted to like wrap this up, and move on. So I, whatever. But you really don't because I, you're on a list for your whole life. I know. I know. Which I also, I politically, I'm not sure I agree in, you know, whatever. Do, <laughs> do your time and start over. But Rachel, you're really bringing my political side. I think it's because I feel comfortable because you're a lawyer that I just feel like we could talk these and things I'm, through. I'm quite liberal. So <laughs> <laughs> you know hard? you're in a safe place right hard here. in Dallas? Um, Not around who I'm around, but, mm-hmm. but yes, yes. I even feel that at work. Uh-huh. Like I have to be a little bit more like confined and 
my opinions and what sure. I was, well, I guess I'm not doing it now I and know. I'm still employed, but no, yes, um, work-wise. Let's, speaking of work-wise, like what are you and Brian up to these days? So I still practice law. Nice. Maybe not after this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> um, but remotely uh-huh. and part-time. Cool. Outside of when are we getting married? That's the number one question I get. People want to know if I still work. So yes. Cool. Um, but I'm trying to get into sports broadcasting. Nice. I come from a background of sports. Right. You went to Marquette um, and mm-hmm. did for sports, sports law. law. Yeah. And I uh, went to University of Texas and right. majored in sports management. Of course. But I never thought I'd be on camera until I got on sure. camera in the most extreme way. And then I thought I I want to be in front of the camera talking about sports and having an opinion. So I really do enjoy that. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get into that. Cool. You were and, recently hosting First Take, filling yes, in for Molly. Just did First Take. Nice. We had the whole NBA free agency. Crazy. The LeBron news broke when I was on there. Oh, it was amazing. it was insane. That's happy awesome. happy first day. That's, Go. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What a great time to be on first take. No, it really was. Too. It really was. It was great. And it went well. I didn't get anyone fired. So that they took a big risk by having me there. Nice. So I'm hoping it opens up more opportunities. So maybe you'll see me around. Yeah, cool. Um, and then Brian is out well he's out in LA right now nice. working he just signed with Wilhelmina cool um he's really trying to have like a brick and mortar place in Dallas mm-hmm. and then the goal is LA and then um for his Miami. chiropractor mm-hmm. career because he's really into health and wellness fitness and so I think he's gonna start doing some classes to educate people on that I don't know he's got like a whole cool. slew of things with all health and fitness I am not like that <laughs> <laughs> like you work that, out. that healthy stuff. I do work out, but he's another level. Got it. What's like his like regimen? What does he do? Now he's doing the keto diet. Oh, it's always something like different. Well, you have to but... change it up so your body doesn't adjust. So that's what he's doing right now. But it's always like he eats really well. So I don't cook for him, which mm-hmm. is like my scapegoat of not cooking. It's right. because he eats too healthy for sure. me. Um, he works out like five, six times a week. My God. Yeah. Multiple times a day? No. Feel. But he's like, well, I... I Gave myself the name Dr. Abs. He's like, so I have to keep abs. I'm like, Brian, you look great. You're 38. You look amazing. He is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I like that you guys are, no, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I like that you guys are an older couple. Like, I just feel oh, like yeah. these people in their 20s, like, you don't know what you're doing. You can't get engaged. We're too, the OGs of The Bachelor. That's what I always say. I li- 33, 38. I like it. I mean, but it makes sense. And of, of course, also at that age, you have the confidence and the comfort. Like, we're taking it slow. Like, we've seen, we've seen relationships come together and fall apart very quickly. Like, yes. we, we know how to do this. Yes. I, I seriously think that's a luxury. Yeah. I think they should raise the age for The Bachelor. I, I really think do. so, too. It should be like a minimum 28, in my opinion. But would it be good TV? That's the thing. Would you still get the Karens no. or the Jordans, who's my personal favorite from the season? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mixed on him. I think the biggest difference now is also the drinking. I, I There's so much less drinking in Becca's season. It's yeah. very apparent. And I think also, like, at my age of 32, it's much harder for me to get wasted. Like, I just kind of, like, can't get there anymore. I'm like, I agree. Like, I can't, like, lose control for myriad reasons. And they probably would lose that unless, like, you just keep bringing back the same people who, like, have not lost lost that love and <laughs> feeling. <laughs> so I, I – but it's a good point. It probably wouldn't be as good TV, but it would be, like, better – for like love, basically. But can't you say that it's working now? They have a new problem. There are like 10 couples that are engaged because people are like, where's the wedding? Where's the yeah. wedding? And I'm like, well, normally they didn't have anybody engaged. So right. it was like, you need to give them a wedding. Now everyone's engaged. It's like, take, take your, your time. Take your nil lane ring. Nil lane. Yeah. Take nil your nil lane ring and go. <laughs> you should take your time though. Don't let anyone rush you. I, so Jordan was your favorite. Anyone else you really like who's gone? Oh, gone. Everyone um, loves Wills. Who? Wills. Wills. I know everyone loves Wills. I don't have a problem with Wills, but he didn't he didn't do it for me like that. I thought I was really going to like John Blanc until he oh went out. God. I know. <laughs> like John a pile Blanc, of shit. He's he's interesting. He's like the opposite of Garrett. He has like a really promising online persona like based on his LinkedIn page and like everything about him. And I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, he's got an MBA. Fantastic. An educated man. But then he was creepy and aggressive. I met him. He was on the date that we were on. And I remember oh, I was right. telling Brian, I was like, he's a, he's a front runner. I was like, I think he's going to do well. And then no. he just stunk it up. Literally. Really? With that, well, he with really that did. <laughs> Seems like he really sucked. <laughs> My God. If you could, if you could suggest like one change to how they do the show to your point about like how to make a better television, what would you suggest? Oh my gosh. That's, they, I suggested introducing like a, on day two, 
like a social media deep dive where like she gets to like Google like the, her five favorites basically. That's actually a really good idea. Thank you. Really good. I think you should say I'm gonna I'm going to suggest that to a producer. Nice. I told Rob. I give you. Oh, oh. Well, then that's the man. That's the man. <laughs> Forget a producer. I, it's Rob. I think it's a good idea. But like, what are some other changes they could make to also kind of like keep it keep it evolving with our social media times? I don't know. This so this isn't really social media, but I don't know if they shouldn't make the show longer because mm-hmm. I actually think two hours is a really long time. Yeah. But when I tell you there are so many funny parts that you guys don't get to see, mm-hmm. like the best parts are cut out. So if they could find some way to show what's going on in the house more mm-hmm. when they're not on a date, like not in an interview, what they're doing to take up time right. because the day is so long. Occasionally we get that. I think it would be... A lot more fun. Like playing games, drinking wine, like that kind of stuff. Like it gets, yeah, the house is where it gets crazy. When you're like in a foreign country, not on a date, do you get to leave the hotel? Like, can you do activities? No. Oh my God, that's So it's really not glamorous. Right. You go to this place. You do have like a dark day where you get to go around the city, but. Do you get days mm. off during filming? Do I? Only when I'm flying. Or the lead? Only when they're flying. And then the contestants, they get one dark day the Mm -hmm. whole season? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, one dark day between each city. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then, like, are you accompanied at all time or, like— Yes. Ugh. And then when you get to the top three, though, you get to do more. That's cool. Because you're assigned a producer. And then if you get kicked off, like me, right? you're still there because they don't want you to go home and give it away. Right. So, like, you're playing around in whatever city that is. In Helsinki? Uh, yeah, Sorry. you're playing around. And I wasn't in Helsinki. I was in like something with an R. Something in Something with Finland. Lapland. But it was cool. And at that point, they had already approached me about Bachelorette. So That's cool. So it's a good, like, it's a good way to game. get over a breakup. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Were you, did it feel like a breakup when you got when you got kicked off? Yes. Mm. Because you don't feel like you're, and you hear other people say this, you're not just breaking up with that person. You're breaking up with everybody. Right, you feel like experience. your whole world ended. You know, yeah. the producers are your parents. That's the only guy in your world. These are your only friends. And so like, you just feel like that world ends. You're like, oh my God, I got to go back to work. Yeah. That's sad. That's hard. I mean, that, is, that sounds like it's hard. Yeah. You go from fantasy to reality like that. Yeah. I would have a, I would have a hard time with that. Not to mention it was hard. I took a week off. Nice. And then it was Thanksgiving. Oh, lo- said, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I need time. Like, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for no having me. No better guests for the hometowns. Uh, hopefully you'll come back again soon. And Always. We'll keep an eye for you on my television. Please do. Thanks again to today's sponsors, including The Spy Who Dumped Me. Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon are best friends turned international spies who raced through several European capitals, all while being hunted by a host of top-secret operatives that either want to help them, get rid of them, or both. Don't forget to get your tickets to see this summer's hottest action comedy. It's in theaters August 3rd. And thank you to Ben & Jerry's. They're known for creating euphoric ice cream with quirky and unique flavor combinations and delicious chunks and swirls throughout. And now, with new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter. Because at 140 to 160 calories per serving, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben & Jerry's. It comes in three amazing flavors, including chocolate milk and cookies, caramel cookie fix, and PB dough. Try them all. Go to store.benjerry.com to have the new Muforia light ice cream delivered to you.